Welcome to First 15, and thanks for giving your first 15 minutes of the day to God while responding to His Word in a personal way. This is Ron, and I'm your guide on this journey. We're going to get our feet sandy today, and I'm not talking about a walk at the beach. We are going to the desert, Deuteronomy 1 specifically. I encourage you to follow us on Spotify or subscribe on iTunes. You can also download each episode on your favorite podcast provider so you don't miss a single one. Share it with a friend so they can start their day right too. We are headed to the desert today. And one reason why is because we seem to be able to hear God with special clarity when we're in the wilderness. If you're in one of the wilderness times in your life, I've been there and my heart goes out to you. You may not feel God is near in your own wilderness. The people of Israel felt the same way often. And that's one of the reasons we need to take a second look at God's law. Coming up in just a second. On verse 15, we use a four-step process where you first listen to God's word, engage and meditate on a personal level, then pray your response back to God. The final step is to apply the truth of God's message beyond these first 15 minutes in the rest of your life. You can listen to the full process from episode 1 at podcast.wordofprayer.com, where you can also get a help sheet for the four-step process that you can keep close for reference. In season 1, we've been demonstrating that all parts of Scripture are fertile ground for hearing God speak, meditating, and responding to Him. Today, we're looking at the law again. So we've covered Genesis 5, and we also went to Numbers 6. So you could say we're actually going for a third time, but you understand in a second why I'm talking about the second time. I think we spend too little time in the law, God's Torah. And let me tell you why. Paul argued rightly in the New Testament that we're saved by grace and not by law-keeping. Jesus, in his very person, is a fulfillment of the law. So I find that Christians tend to leave the law alone and treat it as something we don't really need to worry about. However, this is the same law that the psalmist said he delights in. And when Jesus himself was tempted in his own wilderness, he quoted scripture in answer to Satan's lies. Do you know where he turned? Three times he quotes from the law, and specifically, he turned to Deuteronomy every single time. Is it possible we've missed something by not listening to God speak from the Torah? If so, we are not alone. When the people of Israel were delivered from slavery in Egypt, Moses took them to Mount Sinai, where he received God's law. God shows patience and grace time after time as the people committed idolatry. They tried to stage an insurrection against Moses. Then they grumbled and complained their way through the desert, even as they were being fed every day, free provisions, and being led and guided by fire and by a cloud. Well, let's listen to God's word from Deuteronomy 1. These are the words which Moses spoke to all Israel beyond the Jordan in the wilderness. Beyond the Jordan in the land of Moab, Moses began to declare this law, saying, 
Yahweh our God spoke to us in Horeb, saying, You have lived long enough at this mountain. Turn and take your journey and go to the hill country of the Amorites and to all the places near there, in the Arabah, in the hill country, in the lowland, in the south, by the seashore, in the land of the Canaanites, and in Lebanon as far as the great river, the river Euphrates. Look, I have set the land before you. Go in and possess the land which Yahweh swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give to them and to their offspring after them. That's Deuteronomy 1, verse 1, and verses 5 through 8. These opening verses are then followed by a section about leaders and Moses delegating some of the duties and the burden, sharing that burden of leadership around and actually preparing for the day when he's not going to be around. Then there's this later in Deuteronomy 1. Yet you wouldn't go up, but you rebelled against the commandment of Yahweh your God. You murmured in your tents and said, Because Yahweh hated us, he has brought us out of the land of Egypt to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites to destroy us. Where are we going up? Our brothers have made our hearts melt, saying, The people are greater and taller than we. The cities are great and fortified up to the sky. Moreover, we have seen the sons of giants, the Anakim, there. Then I said to you, Don't be terrified. Don't be afraid of them. Yahweh your God, who goes before you, he will fight for you, according to all that he did for you in Egypt, before your eyes. And in the wilderness, where you have seen how Yahweh your God carried you, as a man carries his son, in all the ways that you went, until you came to this place. Yet in this thing, you didn't believe Yahweh your God, who went before you on the way, to seek out a place for you to pitch your tents in, by fire at night, to show you what way you should go, and by the cloud during the day. Deuteronomy 1, 26-33 What are we supposed to do with this? Was God severe and hasty to judge the people, striking them with a lightning bolt? I don't see that. Instead, I see a people fed, led, and provided for, who still doubted God would really deliver the victory when it was time to take the promised land. I did leave out that just before this section I read, in verse 26 through 33, they sent spies into the land to get a good report and also to plot a route that they should take for conquering the promised land. The spies brought back a report about the land is good, but then the people took it all the wrong way and they decided, oh, I don't think we can do this. So what happens next after the people basically dig in their heels and rebel it says that they hastily try to capture the land on their own without God's help, and they're soundly defeated. Moses marches the people back into the desert and tells them God isn't going to take them into their inheritance. They will die in the desert. However, God, in his grace, will give their children another chance and bring 
them into the land of Canaan. And that's when he recites the law to them again, a second time. So Deuteronomy, the name of the book, comes from Greek, and it means second law. Because in Exodus, Leviticus, and Numbers, we've already had the law given the first time. And now the people have wandered in the desert. They have shown themselves unready or unworthy to take the land. And so their children are going to have to take it. Now, fast forward, Moses is addressing those children, a new generation, and preparing them to take the land. And he gives them the law for a second time. Now, up to this point in season one of First 15, we haven't talked a lot about how to read narrative or biblical stories, and then to meditate on them and pray them. We'll look at that more in depth in a future season. Let me say, though, that sometimes we can see ourselves in the story, and sometimes we don't. In either case, the real point is often somewhere else. In biblical stories, it is always God who is the ultimate hero. And it's God whose perspective we need to seek within the story. Because things will really only make sense from God's perspective. There are some incredibly terrible things, evil things that are reported in some of the biblical stories. And there's not always immediate commentary condemning it or saying this is wrong. And yet, from other parts of Scripture, we know that what just happened is clearly not in God's will. The human characters in the stories of the Bible don't always set a very good example for us to follow. They may be relatable because they're very human, but their example is not the one we should imitate. The people of Israel in the wilderness, even Moses or Abraham or David later on in Israel's history, they all have shortcomings and moments that they stumble. If we look instead at what God is doing and meditate on it, compare it to what he has taught us directly elsewhere, then the story comes alive. Pray with me. Father, full of grace and loving like no other, we worship you as the only true God. Father, I repent of my stubbornness, my arrogance, my inconsistency. Thank you for not giving up on me, for giving me many chances, for continuing to speak to me even today. I will serve you today. I will walk in your ways. Amen. We all love a good story. I hope that you will read scripture, especially the narrative parts, more attentive to what God is saying to you. Let him use you to write a better story through your life today. First 15 is sponsored by wordofprayer.com. Subscribe to the newsletter and get other resources to help your prayer life there. Please share this podcast with a friend and remember to follow on Spotify or subscribe in iTunes. Thanks for listening.